Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah. Hustling, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> you swinging those hips, man? Oh, whoa. You grooving? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> like, what a like bunch a, of rough riders. Yeah, by the way, I like... <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> I now know what those are. Uh, thanks to uh, LeVar Arrington. Uh, it's uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here at Fox Sports Radio. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. End of the hour. You can hear us on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of affiliates. Uh, it is a jam-packed Monday coming off uh, the best weekend of NFL football, top to bottom, that we've seen. We haven't even had a chance to get into a Bengals tight yet uh that game if, uh, just standalone that game was awesome to get to watch uh, cincinnati go on the road and do what they did against tennessee um the game i think uh, to cap off the weekend is one of the great uh finishes and one of the great games that we've seen ever between the bills and the chiefs uh they put on a classic uh josh allen the losing quarterback uh in that game uh, he talked afterwards uh about the loss and then uh patrick mahomes going out of his way to, to shake his hand and, and show him a little bit of love afterwards it was, just, it was tough, you know, to, to be in that moment. Again, had a lot of respect for, for Pat. You know, he throws a winning touchdown and he comes straight over and finds me, you know, to, to be in that situation and to do that. That's That was pretty cool of him to, to do that. And obviously it sucks the way way it happened. Um, you know, we, we wanted to win that game. We had our opportunities and taking it all in and hoping, holding on to that feeling and uh, making sure that, you know, we don't we don't feel like this again. So I, I want to ask you guys this because I've thought about this. How many careers – Tom Brady's run in New England changed, whether it's coaches or, or quarterbacks that, that weren't able to get over the hump because New England came around in their era. Do you get the same vibe with the with the Buffalo Bills? Like Brady, when you see this team yeah, I mean, uh, with, with the Chiefs there in the same yeah, timeline yeah. Uh, where they're at. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. That, 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 that's what you're essentially saying. Like, what would Phil Mickelson have been had Tiger Woods not come along? He's probably won more majors. He's won more tournaments. I mean, there's, there's a thought to that. And maybe you can make the case for some other golfers too. But, like, that's who I kind of always think of um, when you look at this. It has the feelings of a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning-esque like, type back and forth where I do think Josh Allen will get his fair share because these teams are so even. It, it really came down to the coin toss. If Buffalo wins that coin toss, they drive down, they score, they win – and, and I assume Josh Allen would do the same thing. Both these guys have a lot of respect for one another. They are the future in the NFL. I mean, it, it's, we obviously know that about Patrick Mahomes, but Josh Allen is right there. And, and to your point, I think that's one of the reasons why, as we start to talk about some of the moving pieces <clears throat> with quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, quarterbacks aren't wired to really worry or care about competition. You just want to go to a place where you feel like, you can play to your highest potential. And most quarterbacks feel like if you can, or if you're at a place where you can maximize your ability, you can beat anyone. 
But if you look at the group of young quarterbacks in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert is not a part of it, but you start combing through these younger quarterbacks who are coming up, we're going to have rivalries and battles for years to come amongst just those four I mentioned in the AFC. And so you do wonder, and I know we'll get to it at some point this hour, but you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, if he leaves Green Bay and goes somewhere else, does he go to an AFC team? Or does that factor into his mind, kind of thinking to himself, it's a lot of competition with these young bucks, man. The, the NFC, if anything, I think, is the side that's got you know, some maybe less competition in regards to that, depending on you know, where Russell Wilson goes and all that. And, and we, we haven't even seen one of the young talents because of his off-the-field issues in Deshaun Watson. You could throw him as yeah. part of that group if he's out there starting and playing. So it's, you know, and that's not to mention Lamar. It's not to mention Baker, some, some other guys you could throw into that mix. It is a, it's a league right now, and especially the AFC, with a ton of talent at the quarterback position in particular. And, and, I, and I think, to your point, it is crazy to think about how life could be different if it's Josh Allen taking the Buffalo Bills to the Super Bowl if they would have won that coin toss in overtime. I thought the Bills were the better team coming into the game. And give a ton of credit to Kansas City. Um, I talked about it a little earlier during the course of the season where Kansas City was getting acclimated to winning games ugly, not not dominating games. And that could have played a major part in their development and their growth as a team during the course of the year because there were times where they really had to lean in and depend on their defense to to get them through some of the rough patches that that they were in to find themselves riding the ship. Um, and then Buffalo, like I look at Buffalo and coming into the game, their defense is is a high ranking defense. They play good, um, good team, good team defense. I like their defense. Um, they got size and length. They're physical, and then on on offense. I mean, just the amount of confidence that we saw Allen playing with this this playoff series. Like the first round, he comes out super confident. He's mobile. He's he's drilling the ball in there, and he did the same exact thing yesterday. And and so it kind of felt as though it was like, man, Buffalo's going to get this game. I felt as though they were going to get the game and they were going to pull it out. And yet again. And in a fashion of of what this team really kind of has identity-wise become this year in the Kansas City Chiefs, it wasn't pretty, but they got it done. They found a way to, to get it done when they needed to get it done. And you got to believe that that's for, – for the Kansas City Chiefs, that's got to be scary for, for everybody else. Like It's got to be scary for Cincy. It's got to be scary for whoever it is that they, they may meet if they beat Cincy and go to the Super Bowl. It's just that's, that's not what you want from Kansas City if, if you're outside of the Kansas City fan base or the Kansas City ecosystem. Yeah, just imagine being a Bills fan 
Like you got to deal with the Patriots for 20 years. Like you can't, you can't get past them. Finally, Tom Brady moves on. You're like, all right, thank Christ. Now we can finally we can. Well, well, and then Pat, and then your division, and, and then know? and then Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs roll in, and it's like, who's? I mean, look, they they were struggling, and we talked about it earlier in the season. It was like, man, this just doesn't look like the same Chiefs team. But they've been the best team by and large yeah, in football for a couple of months now, and just to see. You know, it's 13 seconds left, and they pick up two plays and they're in field goal range. Like, that's just – that's crazy. And we talked about the squib kick and all that, but I just – watching that game last night, I'm thinking to myself, and, and we made the point, Brady, this is the a, de facto AFC title game. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is uh, – look, credit I, to Cincinnati, but uh, good luck with that uh, this weekend. It's, I think I, that's why I, it's a seven-point spread. How about this for a hot take? That was the de facto Super Bowl. One, you won't okay. find a better game the rest of the playoffs. And I, I think those are the best two teams in football. Yep. I'm sorry. I, I would have said Green Bay until that point. But as we know in any tournament format, the best team doesn't always end up winning it. And I think you saw the best two teams in the NFL right then and there square off last night. Um, and so, I, I, like, I, I know that might sound like, oh, you know, it's, it's dissing the Rams or it's dissing the 49ers. Uh, those teams are lucky they didn't have to play, you know, both those teams to, to get to the point where they're at. They're in the NFC Championship game. That's all that matters now. It, it's, you know, they're in a different conference. But the reality is um, it, I, I think there's just – it's there's better young quarterbacks. Those are two better teams. Uh, I just – I think that was really what, – what do you want to call it? The AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl? Like, those are the best two teams in football, in my opinion. Well, you know, before we go to break, and I know we're up on it, but – to to think that, I mean they're 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 a team that has great leadership. I don't see there being a let up or a let down, but that was a hell of a game, and that could have taken out some emotional and physical, um, you know, intensity or whatever it may be. You know, you just wonder. Is there the possibility that the Bengals could sneak up on Kansas City just based off of a, a big game hangover? I mean, I know we're in the tournament, and and I know it's the playoffs, and and you're not supposed to have those moments. But I, I'm I'm kind of in the same came same thought thought process in terms of that was going to possibly be in theory, the toughest game for whoever came out of that game as a as a winner, that was going to be their toughest match. And that was a matchup that had to take extra time to decide. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any type of residual effect from how intense that game was um, that took place with Kansas City and Buffalo. The, uh, yeah, the- and since he gets an extra day of rest too, right? I mean, that, that, to your point, between the game, the emotions, everything else going into OT, it's and they also have an additional day of rest to prepare for it. So I, I just I, I don't know. I think since he's up against it, I mean the the betting oh, market would say so. Um, yeah, it's already yeah. a seven point line, right? Yeah, at least that's so, what I'm seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's a seven point line. Um, the Chiefs are favored at home, and and I just think with that game being at home, and now you're the Chiefs, and you go from you know we we could potentially have to travel to Tennessee to now oh no no, no that somebody's got to come through Kansas City to try and get to a Super Bowl. I mean it feels like um, you know Kansas City's uh, set up in a good spot, but look, I mean uh, you know the, the Bengals. Bengals uh, first, uh, so that was the first road playoff matchup. win. They are a hard matchup for the, right. uh, no, for but the Chiefs. It, to, to, your, to your question, Jonas, yeah, that was the first in, in their organization history. God, yeah. man. 
Yeah. Joey that's Franchise, a hard, man. man. That's a hard matchup. The more I'm watching the Bengals, the more I'm like, whoa, they they are at the receiver's position. They are really, really long. They're nice. They're athletic. And Joe, Joe will throw the ball. Joe yeah. Burrow will throw that ball. He, he is he is unafraid. It's it's a matchup. Yeah, it's going to be a matchup problem for for Kansas City. So it's going to be. Well, it already was the first time around. Yeah, it's a yeah. rematch. Yeah. So. it's going to be a matchup um, problem. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, um, we could see a major shift in the NFL in the next couple of months based on these comments following a game this weekend. We'll have those for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up uh, in a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, somebody in the NFL, a surprising somebody who has got brass balls. Brass balls in the National Football League. We will get to that here uh, a little over 10 minutes from now. How's that for a tease? Okay. You like that? A little juicy stuff here on a Monday. Um, All right, so we talked about the uh, Packers loss to the 49ers uh, over the weekend. Uh, Credit uh, where credit Credit is due to Kyle Shanahan um, and uh, the situation in Green Bay moving forward, uh, you know, the coverage of it all. And now the conversation uh, switches to the future uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and here he was post game talking about that future after the loss. You know, so many guys contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if, you know, if I'm going to keep playing. So uh, a lot of decisions, you know, in the next couple of months. You know, you and the team have a big decision to make this offseason. Does the way this season ended in the last couple, does that affect your, your thinking at all? Yeah, I mean, of course it does. You know, there's obviously a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of players that uh, whose futures are up in the air. So... You know, definitely will be interesting to see which which way some of those decisions go. And, you know, but I'll have the conversation with Brian, and, you know, in the next week or so and, and get a little bit more clarity and, and think about my own my own future and how much longer I want to keep doing this. I did not think we'd be talking about this after this game, but, you know, I'm going to take some time and uh, have conversations with the folks around here and then take some time away and make a decision obviously before free agency or anything kind of gets going on that front. It's fresh right now. It's, it's, you know, a little shocking for sure. All right. So there he is, uh, Aaron Rodgers, a uh, post game. Um, all right. He gone. So how we, oh, <laughs> how come we on. Roberto, <laughs> um, with Lee sitting right behind him, uh, you know, yeah. as a Packer fan, how could he do that? That's just unfair treatment. Um, all right. I, I have odds, right? I do have betting odds here for uh, for a potential next team for Aaron Rodgers, and I'll throw those guys at you. Or, or throw those at you guys here in a minute. But do you believe that retirement is a is a real possibility here for Aaron Rodgers? Because that's also been thrown out there. I, I do not personally, because I don't think he's the type of guy that wants to end his career with that taste in his mouth. And I was talking about with a buddy who uh, he actually used to work for the Packers. And, when we, and we was over the period of time from Brett to Aaron, 
And one of the things he said, he's like, you know, if you remember the way things ended with Brett, it was an interception. I believe it was the conference championship game, right? Yep. Versus the Giants. And it was bad. I mean, it was bad. It, it was in a triple coverage. I mean, it was as, as bad as it gets. And I remember, you know, thinking after that point in time, like, he's not going to end on that. You know, it stings, it hurts, and and I think, you know, one of the things we discussed earlier is that quote from him after the draft where he's saying, you know, San Francisco is going to regret not taking him. He, he knows that's out there. He, he probably feels a little bit of that that burning, that, that desire to get back out there and to win a Super Bowl and, and to prove people wrong. I mean, some of the other stuff that, you know, people were throwing out too is – you know, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, let's, let's not give him too much of a hard time. You know, we put him in the category of some of the other greats who've won a Super Bowl and Brad Johnson and um, Trent Dilfer, and they kind of start good on this list. And you're like, okay, I see what you're doing there, which anyone who watches Aaron Rodgers would, would never put him in that list or group of guys. He's far more talented uh, as a quarterback, but he knows all that stuff is out there. He hears and sees it all. And so I just, I don't think retirement is an option. I think he'll look to try to play somewhere else in a situation that, as I said earlier, is a scenario that that team is loaded up and has a shot at winning a Super Bowl. I think that would still be the thought here. And, and look, he's, he's not a spring chicken. He's 38. He'll be 39, but he's still, he's going to be the ba- an MVP in back-to-back years. He's still playing at a really high level. Yeah, I don't know if, if there's any type of way to anticipate or diagnose what we think his next move is going to be. I mean, he that's one of those interviews. He always is subdued and laid back in his interviews, but this interview, he had no type of – there was no type of irritation in there. There was no type of, I don't know, maybe kind of uh, – protagonist you know is that what antagonistic type of of sound to him there was there was nothing there it was just he's answering and he was answering in a very soft manner whereas like just like i I don't know I, i don't i don't know what to take from it but i don't i don't think anything is off the table for for him i think that as he measures these things out i mean he's a super he's a super cerebral dude and one thing about cerebral people, you know, I'm a I'm a big time chess player. Uh, well, I like playing chess big time. How about that? I was gonna say. Um, I, I, well, I, I mean, I would no whoop idea. you, Jonas. Oh, I've never. I, I I hope so. I've never uh, played. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I could teach you. How well, I'm, I could I'm, you. I'm a checkers guy. You know, I like okay. the I like the uh, you know the real intelligent games like checkers. Connect right, four. So, well, connect four is pretty hard to win. Um, so the point the point I'm making is. When you think somebody's going somewhere, they're they're thinking something else and they're going somewhere else. Where you think they're moving here because of this, they moved there to set something up that you didn't see. It's totally different. And I think he maneuvers the board very well as it applies to him and and what his what his plans are or what his intentions are. I don't think people get a good good read on it. I still think that it's it's Green Bay. I I really do. I'm not I'm not I am not going to go back on that until it until it happens. I believe his best bet is to try to figure it out in Green Bay. But with that being said, I don't know what he's thinking his next move is. And 
you know, sometimes it, it comes across as maybe he's not even there yet. Maybe it's something that he has to work through and he has to get to the point of where this is what he feels comfortable doing moving forward. But I'll tell you this. You know, we had the conversation earlier on in, in, in the show about, you know, going in different direction. Is it a rebuild versus a build in Green Bay? And and they're close to Super Bowls, but they're not getting them or they're not winning them. But if you if you start a rebuild and if you start a rebuild without Aaron Rodgers and if you think this is the time to do it, how far away from getting to a Super Bowl or how far away to getting to where you are currently as a team and with its success will you be going if you depart, you know, at this point? Oh, I mean, they. I would say that they are a long ways away. Because, man, what is it, the $44 million over the cap, as he pointed out. Um, I also wonder how how connected does he – is Devontae Adams tied into his decision-making, depending on where yeah. he goes? The, the interesting thing about Adams is, you know, they can tag him, and then he'd be subject to have to go sign it and play under that, that one-year guaranteed deal. Their truth is, though, Le'Veon Bell laid the groundwork out for – him exercising, if he wants, the ability to say, I don't want to sign back here. I, I don't want to play for another quarterback uh, other than Aaron Rodgers. I want to go where he's going. And, you know, he could easily say that. And the team might say, okay, well, we're going to force you to sit out the entire season. But how does that help things? Kind of a bad look. Like, you'd almost rather try to sign him to an extension and then basically put in, you know, uh, you know again, sign him to an extension that makes him more tradable if he's going to take that stance. Uh- and so that, that, that's where the negotiations become really interesting with that. You look at Rodgers' cap number, it's $46 million, 46 and a half almost this Jeez. year. It's a huge number. And they can't move on from him because his dead cap is, is somewhere around $27 million. So it's not like they're just going to cut him either if he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to wait longer. Or they don't want to play this game again for a second year. And so you think he's a tradable asset with one year left on his deal, and he can go negotiate that extension with another team that they would trade him to, which would help their case for a rebuild. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where essentially they probably feel like they're at, especially if, they, if Aaron's decided he wants to move on. That's where you're at. Because you, you, you're still going to be over the cap, even, even getting rid of his numbers, especially depending on how that deal works. You still have Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. You still got to figure out Devontae Adams, that situation, depending on what he wants to do. Alan Lazard's an unrestricted free agent. Marquez Valdez Scanling, I believe, is a restricted free agent. This roster is in a pivotal point, excuse me, where if you want to turn over this team quick and start that rebuild, you can essentially do it this offseason. So the timing of it's kind of right. And and as I've said for the longest time now, I I just think there's a desire where – Look, it's been an amazing run. It's been a great run. Maybe it's time they, they go their separate ways. Uh, we do have uh, – here are some odds. You guys want to – we have some juicy uh, game show music here. I'll see if you guys can guess uh, some of these teams. Now, this is uh, if Aaron Rodgers is traded. These are put out by fan-sided. Some other sites will probably have uh, some other stuff up uh, over the next couple of days. Um, but uh, this was uh, put out. Uh, we have got teams – if he gets traded, these are all predicated on if there's a trade. We've got five teams 
that are the favorites, five individual teams that are the favorites uh, for Aaron Rodgers to be traded. All right, Brady Quinn, you go first. Uh, give me one team, and then we'll take turns here to see how many of these uh, five you guys can get in a couple of I, shots here. I'm going to give you one team. I want you to give me the odds, and then I'm going to give you a little insight into why I think that team, depending on the odds, should be the favorite. Okay. So I'm going to say the Denver Broncos. Yes, the Denver Broncos at a plus 150. Bet 100, and if he gets traded to the Broncos, you get back $150. They are co-favorites uh, right. to be uh, to be traded uh, to the Denver Broncos, Aaron Rodgers. All right, the reason why I say this, besides their history and them you know, bringing in Peyton Manning and the success they had with him, is Mike Kliss, who is as dialed in in Denver as, as any reporter uh, working for Nine News there, he just came out with a column saying the Broncos are narrowing their head coaching search down to yep. Dan Quinn, Nathaniel Hackett. Where is he now, by the way? Oh, he's in Green Bay. That's yeah. right. And then Kevin O'Connell, who obviously is with the L.A. Rams. But the thought process is even in the event of hiring Dan Quinn or Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett, clearly it's an easier sell than the Rodgers to get him there. But with Dan Quinn, if you'll recall, they interviewed Luke Getze. Luke Getze's the quarterback coach there in Green Bay. And one of the thoughts behind that is, will you interview him to see if he'd be interested in leaving for an OC job, which he could leave for. So in that event, you've got to pitch either way if it's Dan Quinn, who George Payton really loves, or Nathaniel Hackett. Either way, the Broncos have a nice pitch to Aaron Rodgers to try to lure him in and his services. Uh, LeVar, you want to take a shot at uh, who another team is on these favorite lists uh, for Aaron Rodgers to be traded on to? On his favorite list no, or just the, the favorite just list the to favorite, be traded? Just the favorite to be traded. Betting odds. Yeah, I mean, you got to throw Washington into the mix. Uh, they are not on the list. Really? <laughs> not on the list. But there is a team. <laughs> Washington? That, but there, there are. Because well, they need a quarterback. And, and they're That's known true. historically to go after high-end, old-ass quarterbacks. Um, now, there is. <laughs> A, <laughs> I mean, it's now, true. Now there is a uh, there's a team that is tied for tied with the Broncos. Can for, I give it to you? What I think? All it right, is? go go right ahead. Las the Vegas. Raiders. That yeah, is incorrect. The Las Vegas Raiders are not on the board. All right, not, not on the board. Wow. Not even on the board. They are wow. listed as part of the field. So part of the field. Uh, but there is a team that is also plus one fifty. Oh, oh, is it? Is it San Fran? Not San Fran. Is it okay. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's on the list, but they are not tied with the Denver Broncos. All right. This is a team. All right. Think, think what team in the, the NFL? Giants. The Giants are on the list, but they are not this team that is uh, tied with the Broncos. Okay, so we've the got, three, we got three teams, right? right. It yes. can't be the Saints. Yes. I will give you the hint here. It is the Saints. No, no, it's not the Saints. They're oh. not even on the list. I will give you what? the hint. I'll give you the hint. Jeez. Think about a team that's got a, all of a sudden a lot of draft capital. Philly the Eagles? Yes. Bing, ding, that's ding. Such a bad uh, the bet, Philadelphia dude. Eagles. Uh, that is, a, uh, that's, that's, that is that, on the don't list. Don't waste there. your money. Don't I'm waste just your saying, money. Man. It's such a. It's, look, they'll make a move, I think, if they were going to move on from Jalen Hurts, maybe for Watson, someone like that. It's such a bad bet. That's not. I mean, there's I mean, no history between him and Sirianni. It's just. Don't waste your money on that. I mean, but, you know, I mean, maybe uh, Green Bay doesn't want to be as cooperative. To can can to you look up place. this? What have the odds changed to now? Because is Green Bay on that list as to where he'll play next uh, year? So that, that all is predicated on if he gets traded. Green Bay is still a slight favorite um, okay. to where Aaron Rodgers plays next year. But then it's, it's followed by the Broncos and the Steelers. But the, but the Packers are, are basically a slight favorite for Aaron Rodgers to return there if he does play next year. And, and what are those retire. odds at? Uh, minus 110. So. Okay. 
wait, do you remember what those odds were when uh, the NBC broadcast was bloviating during the broadcast oh, about yeah. how much Aaron Rodgers yeah, loves shot, Green, Green shot Bay? Yeah, we haven't used bloviating It was like minus 700 it was. at one point. <laughs> it was. Yeah, apparently uh, you lose at home in the first round and all of a sudden uh, the odds have changed. So, yeah, so there it is. Uh, that's a good point. Like yeah. yeah, well, listen, we'll change that in the podcast. All right, it is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. We've got the BQ News after a long weekend. Uh, we will get to that here uh, in about 10 minutes from now um talking about brass balls uh listen to uh, joe burrow um talk about uh rookie core uh kicker evan mcpherson uh who kicked the game winner for the Bengals on saturday uh, here was burrow afterwards talking to brandon as he was going out to kick he gave a little warm-up swing and he said ah it looks like we're going to the afc championship right before he went out there to kick it i mean we knew exactly what we had as soon as he walked into the building in camp and we just saw how he carried himself I mean, for a rookie, how about that? Lavar, does that change your mind on how you feel about kickers? I mean, uh, look, the guy's no. got brass balls, man. <laughs> so not even that. I mean, he's got. Listen, he called oh, a shot hey, on the road. They were kicking him. the hell out of the ball this weekend. They and, were and, kicking now. It made obviously a big impact for those teams that won. But but think about this: <clears throat> Ryan Suckup missed a field goal. I think it was a forty-eight yarder. Yep. Usually, he's pretty money inside of fifty uh, at home, especially. And what was the difference in that game? Three points. Yep. You know, you looked at the way the Chiefs and Bills were playing out, and everyone's going to talk about, you know, Butker there at the end, being able to make that to get it into OT. It should have never been there. He had already missed, I believe it was, what, a 50-yarder earlier and a PAT. So they kind of left four points on the board that, you know, made that game a lot more interesting, whereas KC really should have been even further ahead. So – it's as much as there's the Evan McPherson or, you know, talking about what happened in, San, you know, in Green Bay with San Francisco, there's still examples, too, of it. It played an impact both ways where it really this time of year, it's, it's crazy. But like you could almost kind of compare it to like when the NHL gets to the postseason and goalies. It's like it's one of those things that you almost take for granted at times in other sports that when you need it, man, you need them to be brass balls. Yeah. and. <laughs> That's what's going to give Cincinnati a shot. I, I would be terrified. Like I, I think, I think I would fake a knee injury like before the kick. I swear to God. Like I, I, I couldn't handle. It. I would be. Yeah, look. But those are the moments that you want to have. I mean, that those are the moments that legitimize and justify you being a person, being, being a player. <laughs> you want those moments. Yeah, you don't as count. many as you can get. Uh, you know, fifth round draft pick though. Good for them, man. They uh, they got some heat because they drafted him in the fifth round. I mean, this wasn't as bad as uh, Tampa Bay drafting. Uh, was it Roberto Aguayo in the second round? And I think they traded up to do so, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, you know, he was off the tee. I don't even, I don't even know uh, if he lasted a year there. So uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, it is the news with BQ. And it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever 
wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that base, base snare drum. Is this P.O.D.? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. A little 20-year-old uh, uh, rap metal, huh? Why not? Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We will be uh, on the air, same time, same place, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific tomorrow. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. It includes um, you know, a great breakdown of uh, Kyle Shanahan's genius and a member of the show who passed out near a fire pit. Uh, so if you missed any of that, you can uh, get Definitely looked half dead, like like one of them <laughs> Scooby Doo zombies. I told you, man. He said that to me. I was like, "Good God, check a pulse on uh, on Lee Delap." But uh, right now, it is time for something we do called this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, BQ. What do we got? Um, did anyone notice at one point in the fourth quarter of last night's game? Uh, the CBS broadcast had to pull back to that, like, true – it's not even an all-22. It's almost like the uh, camera security feed of the entire stadium. And that's because a fan was trying to disrupt a Buffalo Bills drive. The Bills were driving the fourth quarter, obviously, as the two teams were going back and forth. And Stefan Diggs took it upon himself to tackle the fan running on the field. He literally <laughs> took him out and was like, uh-uh, you're, you're not getting in the way of us trying to win this game and move on to the AFC Championship game. Uh, so kudos to Stefan Diggs. Not sure a lot of people got to see it, obviously, because huh. for whatever reason, like broadcasts aren't supposed to show it. I, I really I think it's maybe because they don't want to glorify the people doing it, thinking that then more will try to follow suit. I guess that's huh. the idea behind it. All right. So he was trying to redefine what, what Bildo um, tossing was. Yeah, that's, what you're trying to say. that's a good point. Okay. That, that is All a good right. point. But I did maybe think he was trying to get it back. Yeah. You know, maybe, oh, maybe, he was, yeah. maybe he was there okay. in the wild card round. He's like, that's mine. That's my property. Oh, I need that oh, back. Okay. Hey, you guys finish right. with that? Uh, and yeah. then, uh, you know, go pick it up. And uh, move on. I, I was thinking about that uh, after the Bills, um, you know, lost that game last night. I was like, man. There was, a, there was a real opportunity because I think somebody would have thrown that on the field had they been hosting that game next week. Had the Bills been hosting the Bengals next week, there was a real chance that could have happened again. And now we missed out on that. So it's unfortunate, man. What a bummer. I think that's only a Patriots tradition. Yeah, you know, but I mean, uh, yeah. listen. I, I, th- uh, I think they're trying to send a message to Bill Belichick. Well, or, uh, or Robert Kraft, you know. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> this was a great you opportunity. Some, you need for some the more Bills. hands if it was about Robert Kraft. Yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know that it gets as good as this opportunity was this year for the Bills, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's no. too bad. No. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, first time you know, they've ever. Come. It's the first time they've ever suffered a you know a playoff loss for that franchise. So you know they'll, they'll you know they should bounce. You're being sarcastic. Did they lose like four straight right. Super Bowls or something? I don't know. Just you know how happened. hard it is to get the four straight Super Bowls. I know. Listen, I, I call. I think. I think it's a dynasty. I really do. People laugh. Has anyone else done it? I don't think anyone else has done it. No. Well, and the Rams are – they have the chance to do something no one else has done. They'd be the first team 
to host an NFC Championship game and then host the Super Bowl. So nah, See, that would I, be cool. I, I don't like quickly. I, I don't want to interrupt this uh, BQ news, but I don't like the fact that Super Bowl cities have an opportunity to give a team a home game, like Tampa Bay, like the LA Rams this year. So here's they, your, they give it. They got to earn it. I, I understand, but well, like it, it. it shouldn't be a home game for these teams. So here's my solution: if you want to ensure that no home team plays in the Super Bowl again, Chicago. just move yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. that. I mean, well, I knew it's exactly be where he was going. It's going to be disappointing <laughs> when they put a dome there in Arlington. Right. I believe that's where they're moving it to. Yes. That's where they're trying to yeah. buy the, the land. Yeah. And, and and then all of a sudden it takes away that element. Yeah. Look, I, don't I, care. I digress. By the way, Stan Crocky's laughing somewhere. Because this is all worked out for him. After oh, he settled yeah. with St. Louis for, what, $800 million, <laughs> now he's going to get to host not only the Super Bowl, but obviously with the NFC team, Championship possibly. game, which he didn't think it was coming. Good for so, him. Geez. Yeah. Yeah, he's just laughing his way to the bank. Uh, all right. We got one quick one. This one kind of comes off the, uh, the the Kansas City win, by the way. So there's a Missouri company. <laughs> they specialize in custom corn art. Yeah, mm. so – there's a uh, there's a large field that they paid tribute to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> with We're a message aerial. that read, "KC got their swagger back." Um, okay. So there's, there's a, this company, <laughs> Precision Mazes, which previously paid tribute to the team back in 2020 with a, a field image of Andy Reid. Um, they've now they, they basically were inspired, and Roberto, I, I hate to bring this up. But they were inspired by tight end Travis Kelsey's uh, comments about how they got the swagger back after they beat the Las Vegas oh, Raiders. Yeah. No. So the owner, Rob Stauffer, who uh, he obviously owns the company. Way to go, Raiders. He said he took the inspiration from that clip, and uh, he really feels like it's the turning point of the season for the Chiefs. And that's why they created the maze, which was displayed this past week. Ooh, we yeah, appreciate you, Vegas. Hey, um, so are these like crop circles? Basically crop circles? Yeah, but it, but instead it reads, KC got their swagger back. It's actually pretty cool to see. I, I love that like, uh, the first person who did a crop circle tried to blame it on UFOs. And it's like, mm. uh, really? Like, like, so a UFO uh, is going to come down and like uh, do a symbol in the middle of your cornfield. Uh, it just like it was such a bunch of crap all the way from the yeah, get go. Well, what I, are see, I see with a us? UFO. Like, why would they come down to Earth every time? And that's what they'd want to do. Yeah, like like why would an They're alien? Like, Let's go plant a cornfield. Seriously, like why would an alien go? You know, like, we've never vis- visited yeah. that planet before. Let's go to Iowa City. Like yeah. what? Like who's who came up with that? No offense to Iowa City. I, I'm, I'm not trying to, to knock Iowa know. City, but come on, blame it on the weed. Yeah, man. come on, man. Like if you're, like if you're an so alien, good. like, you know, there's plenty of places to go, you know, All speaking right. of Bob yeah. Yeah. I, I've got All one more right. Come on, let's uh, do a it. pair of feet sticking out of a, uh, a rolled up carpet. <laughs> they were that believed to be a body. All right. <laughs> that was so the police. Police <laughs> received a helmet reports. at the other side. <laughs> Police received reports of basically what they assumed was a dead body rolled up in a carpet. It turned out to be a mannequin. And the driver was taking <laughs> the dummy to a themed birthday party. Uh, could you imagine, though? I mean, guns drawn everything when he gets pulled over. Come to find out, it's it's just a mannequin. It's uh, oh, wow. I mean, well, you know, it's just a, Lee Delap. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. He was wearing a Packers helmet like uh, Lee Delap. Well, look, I mean, that's uh, by the way, mannequin, one of Brady Quinn's favorite movies from back in the day. Good movie. Good movie. A good movie. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.